0: Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan right it's time for our money lessons feature and my guest this evening is Salamina Musisi and she's a South African actress, model and television presenter she gained an audience for her role as a drama lecturer Kaketso Chaka from Khatleko Danke on the ETV Soapy backstage um, that was back in 2006 2007 um, and for many years she presented for Crazy on ETV's kids programming block, she landed her role in Soul Buddies, it's the one that I remember best um i mean i know it was a long time ago but that's when i was watching a lot of television um but salamina has moved on and done so many other things she won a top billing presenter search in 2008 and started presenting the show um and she's obviously made notable appearances on numerous tv shows i'm so glad to have her on the show this evening salamina thank you so much for your time Hi Sumitra, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Looking at your CV, you've been around for a long time. You've been working for a long time.
1: I have. <laughs> I was about 14 when I started. So I've been in the industry for about 21 years at the end of this year. Sure.
0: I, I remember you were so young in Soul Buddies, but you made yes. such an impression. You were so good. Obviously, you know, setting yourself up for many years to come. But take us through, I mean, what was your growing up like? How did how did you view money um, as you were growing up?
1: You know, um, growing up in a very traditional uh, South African home, two parents working, blah, 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 um, I, I found it very difficult to have money conversations with my parents because they were of the notion that money is something that is discussed amongst uh, adults and the children are not involved. But it made it quite difficult for me when I started earning my own money Um for me to now start making great decisions because I had so little experience. Um, but what I will always appreciate about my start in the industry is that my parents were very adamant that they didn't want to spend my money. So, For Soul Buddies, um, you know, that was the first real money that I was earning. Before that, I had just done, you know, a few photographic campaigns and it's just like a small 400 here and a 300 there back in those days. Um, So when Soul Buddies came, that, you know, was suddenly a larger sum of money that I was getting for all the work we were doing. And my mom just said, listen, it's time you had a bank account she opened one and that's really where my first salary went Wow I think that's so
0: important and you know you raise a really important point I mean starting at 14 you were actually a child actor and we've heard so many stories about young people starting out in the industry and, and mostly you know overseas you, we hear these stories from Hollywood but they go so wrong because of the amount you know suddenly they're receiving all this money, they're receiving all this attention um you know they they actually confused and they not too sure what to do with it um your mother seems to be um quite a rock, I mean she kept you solid,
1: oh completely um and and you know her whole thing was you're not an adult in my house, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. she did that because what that did is I couldn't use the money to now suddenly start throwing my toys. Um, She allowed me to just remain a regular kid who happened to have a lot more in her bank account than other regular kids my age, you know. But she always said to me, that money is for later. Um, We might not be able to afford your fancy varsity plan Mm -hmm. because I wanted to live on campus and I had already told them that this was happening. And she said, well, you know, we'll try and pay for it. But if we can't, at least use that money um, um, for your varsity. And that's actually what ended up happening. Um, So first year of varsity, they paid for the fees. No, actually, I paid for the fees and I paid for the raise. What they helped me with was all the furniture and all of that kind of stuff. You know, so I think her decision to just allow me to be a kid uh, taught me a valuable lesson about saving money, um, but it also kept me out of trouble because you know, we I'd still have to ask permission to use mm-hmm. my own money. And most cases she would say no, because it's really, you know, I had an older sister and a younger brother, obviously in a household where you have three kids, you can't have one kid who's like, oh, is mom not gonna buy you those sneakers? Well, I'm gonna buy them for myself. She was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, you know, we're not touching that money until you turn seventeen, and that's exactly what
0: happens. I always love to send a shout out to the mums. I mean, everybody that comes onto the show talks about how important their mums were to them. Um, and even though they were strict and hard on them, they showed them the way. I think that's, yeah. that's so important. That, and I, I think that's great that your mother still, even though she allowed you to do adult things in a sense, she, she gave you an opportunity to still be a child because that's yeah. the big difference. You know, sometimes when we're not acting our age and we're suddenly doing all big things, we forget to be children. Exactly. So t- so we know now where the first paycheck went to. Um uh but but I'm sure that made you feel proud. Um uh, that you know later on in life that you know you managed to pay for everything. You took care of you took care of you. Yeah.
1: Um you know I think at 21 I was able to you know buy a car And I bought it cash because I'd been saving for so many years and I was so grateful um, to my parents for that because, you know, I I mean, obviously over the years, every now and then, you know, you, you feel the strain in, in the household. So I would ask, and I would say to them, you know, you guys can, you know, dip into that savings money I have, you know, I think I was always uncomfortable. If if I felt like there was a struggle, they also needed to understand that perhaps there was a reason that I was on TV so early mm-hmm. and that I wasn't using that money. So, of course, every now and then we were able to dip into it but I would always have to ask you know, um, but thankfully, you know, we didn't have any major crises. So I was able to purchase my little runaround car that helped me get to auditions. Um, then I was on crazy. Um, so I was doing campus stuff. I was working on Soul City as well. Um, so I was able to have my little, you know, uh, runaround car that sometimes broke down. It wasn't a brand new car, I mm-hmm. bought a second hand. Um, but, you know, just the the pride that I had just even buying that first car um, and being able to. And then, you know, all the things that came after that, really the foundation was set well along in my team.
0: It does sound, I mean, you, you sound very responsible and we know that you got that from your mother. But, I mean, that's still a lot of work. I mean, you know, still being a child, doing child things, but still yeah. having the responsibility of making sure you get to your auditions, getting to um, your other places of work where you were acting. Um, that's a lot of work. That's That, that comes with extra responsibilities. Did that yeah, ever take, course. did that ever weigh on you?
1: Oh, yes. And I think, you know, um, another big thing is, I think I understood really early on that I was a freelancer. So, you know, as a freelancer in our industry, you have work now, you know, you get an ad. Back then I was always juggling two or three jobs. So I would have an ad here running on TV. I'd have my presenting gig, which was, um, you know, an everyday job type of thing. And then I started the acting. So there were always a couple of balls up in the air. Um, But then, what happens um, as a freelancer in our industry is that suddenly that work dries up. Mm-hmm. So when, for example, when Backstage ended, by then I was in my third year of varsity, so I'm almost done um, studying, um, suddenly that, that income is gone and I had bought property. So I had to sell the property, Um, I was renting, I had to, you know, you you really move money around and all of that stuff. So I think in addition to the foundation that was laid in my team, the scariness of being a freelancer in our industry where sometimes you have to stretch one paycheck Mm -hmm. for at least four or three months really taught me lessons in, A, how frugal I can be if I really have to be, Um, but also that I, I just didn't always have the opportunity to be extravagant. And I just had to get used to, you know, not driving the fanciest car. I drove my first car for about six years. I drove my second car for nine years. <laughs> so, sure. you know, um, well, and they weren't always, you know... um the fancy type cars. I was always fixing this and fixing that. Um, But it just taught me to appreciate and then it taught me the value of really having a rainy day fund. That's it.
0: I I think when you're a freelancer, you always have to have plan B and plan C. You need something to fall back on because at any given time, that can just go. It can be taken away from you and there's nothing you can do about it. It's it's tough being a freelancer. So you did mention you couldn't be extravagant as you wanted to be. So there was a bit of extravagance. Tell me, anything that you like buying, anything you like (laughs) spending your money on?
1: I think my biggest indulgence is traveling. And you know, travel can love be it. very expensive. Yeah. I, but, not, if you, not
0: if you're traveling on a budget. Are you are you uh, traveling business class and staying I in no a hotels? I only oh, travel okay. on a budget, but
1: that's, you know, it can be expensive
0: because I like to travel
1: overseas. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. I love to be in countries where no one knows me, where I can just, club the whole night and just yeah. head and let my hair down a bit you know, so no, I have a complete wanderlust uh, so travel is my biggest indulgence that is where I love to spend my money on, I used to be a shopaholic when I was younger and then I had kids in which I'm sure you know kids oh, take all of your money they suck you here. dry <laughs> So now I find that when I'm at the store, instead of buying myself a nice pair of stilettos, I'll be like, oh, that's a cute onesie, or those are pajamas, <laughs> and there's long sleeve vests. And yeah, so I don't spend a lot on myself anymore, as mm-hmm. older I've gotten. But of course, because I love to travel, you know, the family trips are important to me. So yeah. that's where, you know, I save, and then we pledge for a December trip. Um, um, yeah, like a year, a year and a half ago, we did Spain, we went to Barcelona, we did Wester, we did all sorts of things. I even bought the husband tickets to be in the Camp New on a day when Messi scored two goals so of course sure. I am um, best life in the world according to him <laughs> whatever <laughs> so I
0: also you know I see traveling as an investment and when you're taking kids along I think it's an investment in them too you start them off early they learn how to travel properly and they see the world it opens up their minds um, they see the world differently they see people differently and I think that's so important so I I always see investment uh in traveling same
1: yeah
0: so you spoke about you spoke about buying property um who who taught you about i mean that was quite early you you spoke about the car we know you need to get around but then you got into property who is advising you is this something that you put a plan together on your own
1: Yeah, and you know, I made some silly mistakes. I'll be honest. Um, For example, um, tell us the mistakes. (laughs) I had never, you know, the the whole concept of buying a property off plan, especially you know. So I did it um, to surprise my parents, Mm -hmm. Um, and. You know, I, in hindsight, I wish I had actually taken them along with to the site where I wanted to surprise them before I signed. Because then I ended up buying a much smaller property than I thought I was buying because everything was off plan. I didn't yeah. know how to read plans. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't... a place where I could entertain for example because the bathroom was in the bedroom and it was a small little one bedroom and I spent way too much I didn't think I spent too much at the time until my mom told me what she spent on the house and that's a three-bedroom and I was like I bought a one-bedroom with a little bathroom in the corner and oh you know so yeah I think uh, my first property that I purchased was my biggest money mistake.
0: Yeah, expensive one. Um,
1: yeah, a very expensive one. However, and luckily, it was in a good area, and um, you know the, the the contractors, the developers are a very reputable company. So when I did need to move out of that property after I had saved enough and it was time to stretch my wings, at least I was able to sell it for a good price. You know, I didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. make such a big profit, um, but I didn't lose money, you know. So, yeah, I think the the lesson there was do the research. I didn't do enough Mm -hmm. research. I didn't really understand the property buying thing. I was just excited that I could say that I'm a a homeowner (laughs) or an apartment owner. Yeah.
0: You didn't um, have to so give yeah, them all the extra details on how small it is, and you only looked at the pictures, but you own a property.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, that artist impression looked
0: really impressive on the picture. <laughs> I, think what's, I think what's important there is that you're saying that, you know, and, and for anybody that goes through that, you learn from your mistakes, and then if you didn't do it, you wouldn't have known. And luckily exactly. for you, I mean, you you didn't lose too much money on it, but now if you, I mean, after that, I'm sure if you bought property, you knew exactly where you were, um, uh, uh, what you needed to do, what you were in for. Um, yes. Uh, so and, and
1: understanding all the little other costs that they're going to add because, Ooh. you know, I saw the advert, that it said um, no bond cost, da-da-da-da-da, mm. but then there's other little um, expenses that up and then suddenly it's oh but you viewed um, you know our demo property and that tile that you like is yeah. actually additional this and additional this. and I'm like
0: what? Uh, <laughs> yeah we have to fall sometimes um, in yeah. order to get up stronger. Salamina what's in store for you? I, I believe that you're having another baby um, You and obviously you're saving lots of money now that we can't travel so <laughs> yeah. there could be some good investment decisions coming up. So what's in store for you going forward?
1: Well, you know, um, for the last five years, I've been an entrepreneur. So my business is really where my main focus is, especially finances wise. Um, you know, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're not always able to pay yourself, you know, so we've gone through a couple of months, mm-hmm. my business partner and I, where we weren't able to pull salaries and stuff, you know, so the money gets really tight. And, and you know, in the media industry, the, um, you know, we've also been very heavily hit, like many other industries, by this uh, pandemic. And um, so I think... What's next is really rebuilding Mm -hmm. and um, trying to gain momentum again to get our projects up and running. We're working on a form slate with the VF, Nice. Um, so we're developing concepts and we need to get back into shooting. We weren't yeah. able to shoot just before the lockdown. Um, so what I'm busy with is really trying to raise funding so that we can go into production as soon as we can. And then hopefully by next year, be releasing another phone. Um, and then, yeah, family-wise, mm. you know, my husband and I, um, you know, have had to relook our financial goals. I don't see us, are traveling overseas um, anytime soon because now with a newborn, it means you know medical expenses have gone up. Um. You know, we need to consider bringing in a full-time helper and things like that. You know, so there's always a lot of financial conversations that you have to have when any big change happens in your life. And I think the big change right now in everyone's life is this pandemic, and then in our life, um, the new ones, the, the new person. Oh, <laughs> we
0: great. wish you, we wish you all the best with the new Baba. Um, be uh, be safe, obviously, during this time. Take care of yourself and. The- and your family and good luck you know entrepreneurship is not for sissies it's really tough so keep at it and we'll be watching out for you salamina thank you so much for your time this evening my money and me with sumitra Naidu every tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m kaya fm
1: home of the afropolitan
0: rewinding, rewinding kaya fm on fm rewind visit kaya for more